In recent times, our American culture has taken hits of wickedness, perhaps unlike ever before. Our society has always dealt with sin, and our culture has been in decline for quite some time. But over the last few years, it's been different. The wickedness has grown in intensity. The church, more idle, more accepting, more prayerless, and more void of love than ever, generally speaking. This is what I've seen and heard through observation, experience, and the testimonials of others. Our culture has declined so much that I believe we have gotten close to hitting a spiritual ground zero. Israel was at a ground zero when they were taken captive by the Babylonians. But there was this remnant of people that wanted something different. We should want what they want. Hence, today's episode is entitled, What to Do When a Ground Zero. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Oli Geek. Okay, and welcome to this 12th episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm your host, Oli G, and today we're going to be talking about what to do when at ground zero, and we're going to clarify more what ground zero means and what all that entails as we move along with this episode today. But our culture has been in decline. We have stated that uh, over and over again in the prior episodes and even from the jump in the intro to this episode today. Our culture is a hot mess. There is growing tension, which means there is growing uh, sinfulness along the lines of anger, rage, violence, and uh, bitterness. There's also, of course, growing wickedness as it relates to substance abuse and uh, alcoholism, drunkenness, and then there's growing wickedness in the in the realm of a sexual perversion, uh, sexual relationships. It, it's gotten to be so bad that we have absolutely lost the moral compass and moral foundation that was laid down uh, to us by our founding fathers, many of them not necessarily Christians or not uh, professing born-again Christians, but at least had a reverence for God, had a sense of um, morality because they at least respected God. They maybe didn't know God personally, having accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior through the forgiveness of sins, but they had a respect for God. That is all gone. And we could cite a number of reasons for that. Those will uh, be uh, laid out, or we will cover those in other episodes here on the Keeping It Real podcast. But for today, uh, our culture has been in decline, and it has been in a steady decline for quite some time. Now, we didn't get uh, to this point where we are now overnight. It, it has been in decline for several years, decades uh, even. Better years of yesterday, yesteryear are long past. That ship has long sailed. But there has been a recent sharp decline. Over the last few years, we have seen a drastic or a sharp decline in having a respect for God and just having a sense of value or having any kind of moral direction. Here's where we've declined to. We have declined to getting very close, I at least I honestly believe very close to a ground zero. Now, what do I mean by ground zero? 
a lot of times we've heard that phrase referred to uh, the time when we got viciously and savagely attacked by terrorists on September the 11th, 2001. And we oftentimes heard uh, that devastation site in the middle of New York City as ground zero. That obviously is not what I'm talking about here. I actually looked up the phrase. Webster defines it this way, that ground zero is the center or origin of rapid or intense activity. So it's not limited to just that one event. This phrase has been around for quite some time. Again, it's the center or origin of rapid or intense activity. And I believe that right now, there is a center or a core of a brand of wickedness that has gone on within American society that I'm not sure if we've seen before since the founding of our nation. We have seen it before in human civilization, and this is why I don't think we are all the way there yet, or we are not at a sub-zero level when it comes to um, wicked living, because we can cite other cultures at different times of history. We can even cite uh, things that are very well known in scriptures, such as Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, I don't know if we're quite there yet, uh, but we are definitely on the way. We see the handwriting on the wall. The blueprint for that brand of wickedness is laid out. There is nothing really in place that would deter it from reaching that point, at least not as of right now. Our culture has been decimated with wickedness to a ground zero. What's more important is actually that our church culture has virtually gone to ground zero too. And there's only one way out. When we consider the church, it has been more accepting, more inviting, more tolerant of wickedness than perhaps ever before in this country known as America. It has been more prayerless. It has been more Bible illiterate. It has been more unloving. It has been less active than perhaps ever before. It's not to say that the church was ever uh, perfect. We're functioning at this angelic level in reaching our culture for the cause of Christ. But at least in times gone by, whether if you look at the Jesus movement in the middle of the last century, or you look at even however you feel about the moral majority or how you feel about the evangelistic crusades, of you know Billy Graham or Bill Bright or what have you, there at least was a sense of God. And there were clear testimonials of people having come to faith in Christ. And now we just don't hear about it because in large part, it's not going on. It's not to say that there is absolutely zero. There are no individual instances of someone having come to know the Lord or there aren't uh, meetings or gatherings taking place where God is greatly honored. But as far as things happening at a level as they were at before, no, it's a lot more it's a lot more small scale. It's a lot more secretive, and it's in large part due because of the wickedness of our culture. Well, what is God looking for when while we are at ground zero? Well, 
Before we get into getting into the nuts and bolts of this episode here today, I want to read a passage from you, which is our core passage for this episode, found in Isaiah chapter 10, verses 20 and 21. It says, in that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. First of all, what is this remnant that the Bible here is talking about? This remnant was a group of people, a relatively small group of people, probably under a hundred, that was labeled or described as a remnant. That is, they were the exception. They were not the norm. The norm was the people had been taken captive by the Assyrians. The Assyrians were taken over by the Babylonians, and the Israelites were captive or held captive by the Babylonians for a, a real long time. And there was no hope of there ever being any way out. This was their new way of life, their new brand of life, because God had sent the Babylonians in as judgment upon his own people, that is the people of Israel, for their gross sin. They too had become uh, very neglectful, very in indignant of God. They were ignorant of God. They were uh, involved in all kinds of sin, sexual perversion, idolatry. It was awful. It was a hot mess, just like our culture. And our culture has been decimated with a wickedness that has brought us to a spiritual ground zero. And our church culture has gotten there too. And there's only one way out. And even the kings of Judah and Israel would not care to acknowledge the way out. They thought that they would find a way out their own way. They thought that somehow it just wouldn't quite get to be ever so bad. But then it did. And this new brand of life involved the people, all of them, being held captive. And they were to uh, reorient their lives to this Babylonian culture. They were to worship images. They were to worship Nebuchadnezzar's statue. They were to totally flip uh, basically the way that they knew in days gone by, and they were to flip their heritage. They were to totally neglect their heritage, forget that the, God was looking to gather a people. It's not so much that it was just the nation of Israel. They were God's people. God was looking to set a people apart for his cause, his way, his plan, and these people didn't, they, they, they didn't want it. So America's gotten to be a lot like that too. Now we have not necessarily we're not God's chosen people, but those who name the name of Christ are his. And unfortunately, there has been such a lacking of a backbone. There has been such a heart of not being broken. And I'm talking about the heartbeat of the church, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ have had hearts that have been left unbroken. Um prayer lives that have been inactive, and it has led us to avoidance of love. So what is God looking for? First of all, he is looking for submission to divine transition. We're, we're at a ground zero, it, or if we're not there, we're awfully close. And there has to be a transition in our lives, starting from one life 
to another. There has to be a transition to divine or a submission to divine transition. Again, I refer back to our passage. In that, in that day, the remnant of Israel, just like this remnant was looking to be faithful to God, I think God's looking for a few faithful ones today. It doesn't have to take a million people. It doesesn't even have to take really even a, a thousand people. It'd be nice if we could amount that many, but it takes a group of people in that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. So there's a transition here. This remnant had said, this is enough. This Babylonian captivity stuff and us hanging out here and us doing what the Babylonians want and us totally caving to the way how the Babylonians live their lives and us adopting this culture and this way of life, enough. We've had enough. If it causes us to die, then at least we're going to go down swinging. We're going to go down with seeking God as our anchor. We're going to go down with God, crying out to God as our Lord. We're going to go down with actually praying to our God, not false gods. We're going to go down with clinging onto the Lord our God and not submitting to idols. So that was what the remnant was up to here. They no longer relied on him, that is the king, who struck them down, but they would rely on the Lord. There's a transition that was taking place, or they viewed a transition, a transitional living way of going about living their lives. What's God looking for? Submission to divine transition. The, the, the thing that a lot of us as Christians struggle with a lot of times, and listen, I'm guilty of this too, and that is we get into getting lured by the things of this life. And listen, it is so easy to do that because even within the very blessings of God, Satan camouflages himself and Satan will look to lure us away from God himself, away from Jesus himself, and lure us into temporary mindset, lure us into something that is of a worldly kingdom, something that just isn't quite uh, of the eternal kingdom of God, and he, he, he looks to bring us there. He looks to ensnare us or trap us there, whether if it's getting more financial gain, whether if it's getting more resources, whether if it's uh, adopting some sort of uh, workout regimen or diet plan, not that those things, any of those things are bad, but if they lure us away from what God is really looking to do in our lives, they become bad. And this is the problem with the church. We know that there are certain things that are all of God, and that is a heart invested in the place of prayer. I mean, we used to be able to go to events like See You at the Pole. This is how I know we are arriving at ground zero if we're not there already. We used to go to events. They used to have See You at the Pole at schools, local schools. And that now has been 
a thing of the past. I don't think those things are going on anymore. Those things used to be highly popularized. I haven't heard a thing about see you at the poll over the last 10 years. That's just one little micro example of where we've come from and where we've gotten to. And so we look need to look to be a remnant of people, however few or however many that is. God is looking for a remnant of faithful ones. And there's got to be a transition from worldly view to divine rule. There's got to be a transition from worldly rule to divine rule. This remnant of people in the nation of Israel was looking to stop being controlled, manipulated, and have to submit to a worldly leadership system and a worldly leader who was in a position of rule or authority and instead submit to an eternal authority, a loving authority that they already knew that being almighty God. It says that they will no longer rely on him. That is a foreign king. Not even just, it was bad enough when Israel wanted a king. The nation of Israel said when they, uh, after the time of the, the judges, and they got to a point where they wanted an earthly king. They wanted a, a human being to represent them in a kingly rule. So it was no longer – God wasn't good enough then to rule them alone or have complete authority over them, sovereign authority over them. That was no longer good enough. They needed a, a king. Well, that was bad enough. Now – they were submitting to a worldly king from another nation, a nation that has no history with God, a, a, a nation that has no inkling of God, never had any kind of connection or covenant relationship with God. It's gotten really bad. But there was this remnant of people that said, we will no longer rely on him, but we will truly rely on the Lord that is the heavenly king. There has to be a submission to divine transition if we are to get out of this ground zero mess that we have found ourselves in. And this is a call out to all and any who know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. No more will we just kind of trot along and just find it acceptable that there's this wickedness swirling all around us and it's attacking at the, the very core of our lives. This is a call to all folks who know Jesus Christ as Savior, and you know, I mean, you know, if there has not been a genuine connection with God as of late, there hasn't been an instance of brokenness, there hasn't been a great revelation of his direction in your life, there hasn't been any kind of testimonial that you can point to where you know God showed up in your life. That is a big problem in the livelihood or in the state of the church of today. We have gotten so into being program-oriented, and that's even looking at it from – that's the better bulk of the brand of Christian living right now, whereas at least people maybe are looking to go to something that's spiritual in nature like a church service or a revival meeting um, and actually, those really aren't going on too much anymore, but maybe a Christian concert or something like that. Those are all good and fine. But when was the last time we got impacted with the Spirit of God where something from God's Word came off of the page, smacked us square between the eyes, made its root in our heart, and we were like, wow, God showed up here. 
those testimonials are so few and far between anymore. And again, the large part of Christendom of today is there's just this growing indifference. I mean, if we truly are honest, a large part of the church of today just doesn't care. We just don't care. We don't care what's going on. We don't care what's going on in the world at large. We don't even really care much about what's going on in our own lives. As long as we get to work on the car next, or as long as we get to go to that next sporting event, or as long as we get to maybe put in some overtime so that we can get some more money and get some more toys or be able to afford that new outfit, or as long as we uh, are have a roof over our heads, or as long as God continue to continues to shed his grace and bestowing food, and we have refrigerators full of food, or we got plenty of resources around, we're good. Well, that is so foreign to the way how God is what God's looking for from his people. It's not to say that if we have lots of resources or if we've got plenty of food, that that's like a bad thing or an evil thing. No, of course not. But when we're living for those things, when that's what we that that's what the substance of our conversations are, that's what the substance of our thought life is, that's the a real problem. Because if we look at the scriptures and just really look at what the scriptures teach, what they reveal. There were a lot of folks, a lot of times that hardly had anything to eat, but man, were they on fire for God. There were a lot of folks that were not very comfortable or were not very well off. In fact, imprisonment was to be expected. And yet they just had a massive love for Jesus Christ. But in our American culture, we have gotten to be so S-O-F-T, soft, that we have totally detached. We have gotten detached from the core of God moving in our lives. We're so removed from that. What God is looking for, he's looking for a submission to divine transition. When he says the Holy One of Israel as God's people, that's what we should want. We should view God as the Holy One. And we don't, that kind of reverence, that brand of reverence has been lost. And instead, we are all about safety and 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 making sure that we have stuff. And when God is, what God's up to, he's looking for his protection, his safety in our lives, not a governmental safety, not an economic safety, not a, a worldly system safety. He He's looking for him to be the safety one in our lives that keeps us safe and secure from all alarms. We should be looking for sovereign direction from him, not direction from worldly leaders or worldly organizations or institutions. We should be looking for peace from God. That is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, not peace through frivolous agreements between nations. We should be looking for strength from God Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Instead, we're looking to have strength with numbers through people or through representation. How faulty is that? And the greatest one is this. Check this out. We, How many people, even Christians, I've seen this so much, looking for love in all the wrong places. 
looking for love in that relationship, looking for love in gaining more, looking for love in position, looking for love in upward mobility. God is the one who is love, and we should be totally satisfied in his love because he's really the only true love there is anyway. Well, what should we be looking for? Not only a submission to divine transition, but we should be looking for a returning to our roots. Do you remember the heat from your salvation experience? And if you didn't get saved, maybe like I did, and just there was this process and it, and it culminated in a moment where, man, you were laid out and Jesus Christ stepped in and took over. And that's the way how it was for me. I was broken and I was just totally busted up, broken up. And Jesus restored all of the those broken parts that had been burdening me and had been burning within for uh, quite a number of years as a youngster. Maybe your salvation experience wasn't quite like that. Maybe you got saved very early in life. Maybe you don't really remember much about it. But yet there's this process of Christian growth, of personal growth through your covenant relationship, through your connection with Jesus. Do you recall the heat? of that process or the heat of those times when you first came to know the Lord. That's what this remnant was up to here. They said they will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but they will rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. The, a remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. They will return twice, it says in verse 21. A remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob. They will return to the mighty God. This remnant recalled. They remembered. They went back to, their thought life went back to remembering, man, yeah, remember when we were really walking with God back there? Remember when we were calling upon the Lord? And maybe they even referenced times that were were there or historical accounts before they were even born, but they could recall, yeah, remember when Elijah went up on Mount Carmel and there were all the people worshiping Baal and Elijah called out to the Lord and then all the people said, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Or maybe they even recalled, as the scriptures oftentimes emphasize, when we left Egypt, the Lord was there. The Lord delivered us across the Red Sea and, and into the wilderness and then and we inherited the promised land, and even though there were giants in the land of Canaan, and we had to march around the walls of Jericho, God gave us that land over and over again. The nation of Israel, when they went hit rock bottom, when they hit a ground zero, they called upon the Lord. And part of that calling upon the Lord was an acknowledgement, was a reverting back to, of man, this is what God did back in our day. Yes, we are God's people. We God is gathering a people. It wasn't just a nation. It wasn't just a country known as Israel. God was looking to gather a people that would be set apart, that would love him, serve him, follow him, set an example to the rest of the world as a result of God working in and through them that, hey, this God, he is real. He is actively at work and he really is love. He is legit. You ought to come to know this God. And that is the same call that God issues to all of us. But the church has caved. Caved. We have caved so much that the church culture has grown to a ground zero where so many of our places that we call local churches have caved to all kinds of sin, have caved to the homosexual agenda, have caved to critical race theory, have caved 
to this wokeism as I've talked about with Brother Joe here in a prior episode. And even he mentioned uh, in that episode, this uh, a remnant of people. God is looking for a remnant of people. Are you willing to be part of the remnant? Yes, it, it's going to be a, a lot smaller amount of people than the majority within modern day Christendom. It's going to be a small group of people, but that is the people that God will bless. That is the people that God will withhold his judgment from. That is the people that God will call to do extraordinary things. Maybe he won't call us to rebuild the, the walls of Jerusalem as he did in Nehemiah and to rebuild the temple, but God may use us to make an impact within our communities where we are, or maybe God will lead us to a community that is waiting to be impacted by the Spirit of God, and we will be his representatives to bring the gospel there. There's a returning to their roots. That is what is emphasized in this passage? Twice it says, will return. That is, there is a going back. A going back to the heat of a great connection, a deeper connection with God. Our identity is not found in where we go on vacation. Our identity is not found in our earthly residency. Whether if it's whatever country you live in, whatever state you live in, what city you live in, that's not the identity of a believer in Jesus Christ. Our identity is not in our interests. It's okay to have interests. I love sports. If you're into construction, if you're in, if you're interested in reading, if you're interested in gaining uh, knowledge of facts, if you're interested in theater, if you're interested in basket weaving, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. That is not your identity. Listen to this, folks. Our identity is also not found in our church affiliation. I mean, so many of us have an affiliation with a denomination or where we go to worship. That's not our identity either. Our identity is not in a ministry position. You may be a pastor or a missionary or a church secretary or you hold some other title. That's not the identity, what the holding of one's identity should be either. Our identity is being a follower of Jesus Christ. The, the apostles of the New Testament would absolutely think it to be such a foreign concept to think that their identity was where they lived, what they had, what they had done as a vocation up to that point, who they were related to, where they lived. Those things were not their identity. Their identity was being radical in following Jesus Christ. That's the very thing that brought other people to faith in Christ. That's the very thing that would ultimately land them in jail. That's the very thing that ultimately would end their lives, many of them. That was their identity. They weren't put to death because they went to the First Baptist Church of Jerusalem. They were not put to death because they were even religious or more immoral people. The people that arrested them were immoral people. Their affiliation was not in even the fact that, um, that they had been with Jesus. Their identity is the fact that they followed him. They laid it all down to sell out for him. That was their identity. So what is God looking for? He is looking for a submission to divine transition and a returning to our roots. We are at a spiritual ground zero, folks. Or if we're not there, we are really close. 
we are at a spiritual ground zero. It's not that hard to see. And if you're out and about, if you're involved in something in your community, or if you're involved in the culture in some way, chances are you've experienced it. I'm involved in the community in any number of ways uh, as it relates to our young people. And I see how things are within not only our youth culture, but parental culture and just the culture at large, what the perspectives, what the ideologies are. It's a sad state of affairs. And I'm telling you that things within our church culture aren't any better. What is tolerated, it's not being done. And I'm not talking about praying more, reading more, or witnessing more just out of a sense of duty. I'm talking about where it just kind of pours out as a result of having a deeper, growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Are we going to be part of the remnant while at ground zero? Or are we part of the reason for living at ground zero? Are we looking to be part of the remnant while at ground zero? Or have we and will we continue to look to be part of the reason for living at ground zero? This remnant that was back in the Babylonian captivity, they, they were looking to be just that, the remnant while at ground zero. They were not looking to be contributors of it any longer. They said, we're no longer relying on, on him, and we're no longer relying on this system. We are returning to the Lord. We are going to truly rely on the Lord, our heavenly king. Will we do that? This has been a call issued for us to rely on the Lord, the Lord alone. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, I greatly encourage you to subscribe to this Keeping It Real podcast if you have not done so already. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't just keep it to yourself. I greatly encourage you to share it with a brother, a sister, a parent, a son or a daughter, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker. Please share this episode with somebody. Maybe the Lord will use it to make a difference in your life. 